welcome each one of you who are joining him from different places, who are coming along and being part of our service today. I hope today's service will be a blessing to you, your families, your children, your children, children, and generations to come. I pray that today's message will be a message of transformation in your life, in your heart. And I pray that God is going to do something amazing in this house. Hallelujah. If you agree with me, shout an amen together. Come on, somebody. Such a joy. Such a joy. And today, as you are celebrating, watching us along with your family, uh, children are watching parents, how you are responding to God's word. Uh, uh, and, and, and no pressure at all, parents, but uh, I hope you set up the, the tone in your house that you are engaging in a spiritual service in the house of the Lord. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, if you have not yet found a place to sit down, find a good place that you can sit down. If you're driving, if you're driving, please park aside because this is going to be something special and I don't want you to meet with the Lord right now you're meeting with me come on somebody no but I, all I'm asking you all to do all I'm asking you all to do is you know find a space within your house find a place in your house and come together gather together as we engage in a spiritual atmosphere within this room within this house a lot of people a lot of my friends you know are tuning in from different parts of the world a huge shout out from Dallas Texas the weather outside is so good on a resolution Sunday. I wish I was out camping and maybe I'll be doing that later after the service. No, I can't. But, um, you know, just encouraging everybody, stay home as you are and enjoy God's presence. This morning, I'm really, really excited to, to jump on the message series that we were uh, uh, from the last three weeks. And uh, y'all know today's part four of the blessed series that we will be doing, the blessing. The blessing has been a blessing indeed for a lot of people. Week two, I talked about the favor of God. Week three, I talked about last week, I talked about the, the face of blessing. And I'm, I'm sure the message series as we are tagging along, my friends, is going to be a blessing to your household. And if you haven't yet checked on it, please go back to our podcast and our YouTube channels and you can definitely watch our, our, our telecasted services there. But as I today go into the scriptures that I want to read and we've been doing the blessing, right? It's from the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 22 to 26. It's the Aaronic blessing over the life of Israel. Aaron, as the priest of the house, he comes to bless the children of, of Israel. And this is what God had asked Aaron to do. And, and this is how it goes. I'm going to read those scriptures. Uh, Numbers chapter 6 chapter uh, uh, verses 22 to 26. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his son saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, Rikeba Shanto, and give you his peace. Verse 27, it says, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. I will bless them. It's, an, it's, it's a promise that God is making in the scriptures and today for our meditation, I want to camp on verse 27. I'm going to read it for you guys again. Y'all can highlight it, mark today's date and tell them, tell your Bible that Pastor Justin spoke this word, a prophetic word into our life today. Verse 27 says, So they put my, they shall put my name on the children of Israel and 
I will bless them. I will bless them. I will bless them. Come on, somebody. Name is so, names are so valuable, so important. Names are so important. In the New Testament, we see whenever Jesus met with people, you know, one of the things that in his part of his ministry was he changed the names around. And after transformation, we see in through the Bible that in many places, God changed the name of certain individuals. Names are so important because it talks about you. It talks about your character. It talks about who you are and who you ought to be. Can I tell you something you might be coming from? or listening to me, you might be coming from a background which is not very boastful about. You don't think that it is very right for you to talk about that. But can I tell you as a born again child of God, you and me, we carry the name, the name above every other name, the name that shines in the darkness, the name of Jesus that has won victory over the grave. The name of Jesus has been resurrected for you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am so fired up as I preach this message because God says, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel. So they shall put my name, put the name of God, Yahweh. Into the New Old Testament, we see God has been addressed by different names. God has been addressed by the, the, the name I am. God has been addressed by different names. And as we look into those portions, you see God has been addressed by the all sufficient one, El Shaddai or all powerful one. God has been addressed by Elohim. And there are different names that we come across in the Old Testament that has been used to denote who God is. But in the book of Numbers, it talks to us about, you know, when you bless the children of Israel, bless them with the name Jehovah or Yahweh. What does it mean? The, 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 what does it mean? The meaning of Yahweh. The meaning of Yahweh is to become. To becoming one or to become. Why do, I, why do I say that? You know, can I tell you? Listen to this very carefully. As we look into the scriptures, we see in the life of Abraham, God was Jehovah, Jireh. In other words, he became the provider for Abraham. The word Jehovah or Yahweh means to become. And when God asked, God asked, the children of Israel to be blessed by the name Yahweh. He simply meant, you know what? When you bless my children, bless them that I will become what they need in their life so that I will be the all sufficient, all provider God leading them. Church, I want to let you know that our God who has won the battle with death, won the grave, conquered the grave. He's assuring each one of us today that when you shall bless your children, bless them with the name Yahweh. And today I want to encourage each one of you, young parents listening to me, older parents, opportunities and how much is, it doesn't matter. But if you have children or spiritual children, pray over them. And when you pray over them, pray that Yahweh will bless you. It simply means God will become the need and necessity of your life. He will meet that in your life. He will be the old provider God. Abraham, we see Jehovah Jireh, God is my provider. Moses we see it says Je Jehovah Nissi it says God is my banner Gideon we see it is Jehovah Shalom God is my peace Ezekiel we see it is Jehovah Shammah it says the Lord is present come on somebody Jeremiah it talks about Jehovah Sidkeno it means God is my righteousness 
So today I'm declaring to every single one of you, you might be in whatever situation or struggle, the world might have put you aside and separated from everybody else. Can I tell you, you might have gone through the path of rejection, loneliness, all by yourself. You might be bankrupt, your business is collapsed, your education is derailed. But can I tell you, my God says, I will bless you with the name Jehovah. What does it mean? I will become the need. I will meet the needs of your life to become that. Abraham, Jehovah, Jireh, which means I am your provider. Jehovah, in, 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 in Jeremiah, it says my, Jehovah became my righteousness. For Ezekiel, it was Jehovah became the Lord ever present in trouble. For Gideon, it was Jehovah, Shalom, it is God became my peace. What do you need today? Where are your life situation, my friend? All I'm asking you all to do, all I'm asking you all to do is believe in the power and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. By His blood, I have been saved. By His blood, I have been purchased. By His blood, He has covered my sins today. So if you are watching me and you say, Pastor, my life is messed up. There are addictions that are all around me. I cannot quit. I cannot overcome it. Can I tell you? There is nothing too hard for my God. If he won the battle with grave, every sickness has to leave. Every demons have to leave. Every dungeon has to leave. And in Jesus' name, I declare every source of addiction, break it in the name of Jesus the Most High. Hallelujah. And you tell me there's nothing God can do. You tell me that, that these things are impossible. Yes, things are impossible with you. But break down those words, impossible. And you can understand. God says, I am possible. Yes, my friend, it is impossible with you. But God says it could be impossible with you. But it is, I am stepping into your situation. I am possible. I am possible. Come on, somebody, I am fired up for today's message. I was spending time, hours in, in prayer yesterday night. The Lord was showing me some visions concerning, concerning the future of our church and everything that we are doing. And in Jesus' name, I declare over every single one of you who are watching me, you are a stepping stone and you are not being rejected. I declare in the name of Jesus, God's kingdom will be established and extended to the work that you are doing. Nobody can stand against what God has approved. Let's go real quick. Let's go real quick. So today's sermon title. This is just an introduction about those words. Today's sermon title that I have prepared to help us understand is God is for us. God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be? Come on, somebody, you can fill in the gap. Who can be against us? If God is for us. I want to talk to you some because I know there are people who are walking that lonely road. Who are walking rejected and think that there is nobody around you to help you, to support you. Your finances are breaking apart. Your life is breaking apart. Your marriage is breaking apart. There are things that in your life, it doesn't make sense at all. But can I declare in the name of Jesus, people might have ostracized you and left you alone. But today I declare in the name that is above every other name, the name that brings salvation to mankind, that at the name of Jesus, demons will tremble. Hell gets nervous at the mention of his name. And I want to declare the name of Jesus is for you. In other words, God 
is for you. Come on, somebody. High five your wife, your children, your neighbor, or on social media and let them know God is for you. Tag somebody. Message them right now. Share this post right now to somebody who wants to and who has to hear God's word that God is for you. Hallelujah. Just understand the peace that comes into our life. The moment we understand that God, this wonderful, this creator, this omnipresent, omnipotent, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, the one above whom on his shoulders, the governments. Come, can I tell you something? This God is for you. Today in America, depression is rising because the fact that people are um, pushing themselves in the path of loneliness. They have a feeling that there's nobody for them. They're all by themselves. Divorce rates are spiking up. There are a lot of lonely people, depressed people in and around our world today. Suicidal thoughts and suicides are rising up. Why? People are walking those depressed pathways because they have a feeling they have nobody around them, nobody to trust them. But I want to declare in the name of Jesus, you are not that person. And if you are listening to me, can I tell you, God loves you. The message of Easter, the message of resurrection is he rose up again so that even if I die, I will live with him in eternity. If I believe in the saving work of Jesus Christ and I declare God is for us. I miss my church audience here. I know there are. Usually when I praise, there are opportunities lined up in front of me. Pastors, elderly, lined up in front. When I shout or when I preach this message and they take it, I hear some of our opportunities would shout amen louder than me. I love them. I love them. I miss them. And I believe that they are watching us online. Opportunities, amachis, all the elderly parents of ours. I miss you in the church. I miss you here. But I believe it's the same transforming saving power of Jesus that is in this building right now is in your living rooms as you're watching me and I pray God is with you a lot of people say because of this pandemic situation it affects the elderly and I spoke to a lot of elderly in our church in our community and a lot of them say that they are afraid they're afraid to walk out. They're afraid. Yes, of course, we're taking precautions. All that is necessary. But can I tell you something, my friend, my dear opportunities and amachi, God is for you. There is nothing that will happen to you until and unless my God knows about it. He is for us. The comfort of knowing that we have the all creator, all powerful, wonderful God on our side. Hallelujah. There are two things that I want to mention. Number one, they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. So that you understand that it is Jehovah who becomes the need in your life. Answers or meets the need, necessities uh, in your life. Second thing that I want to mention, write it down. They shall, be my, they shall put my name so that they shall be my witnesses and carry my name as a testimony. And that's powerful. That's powerful. A lot of us are Christians but we don't carry forward uh, the qualifications of how a Christian ought, be, ought to be. We live a life separate from the world. We live a life as holy. Why? Because as child's follower, as Christ's followers, God wants us to bear his name as a witness to generations, to people in exile, to people who are in the captivity of sin and addictions of sin. God wants us that we will be children who are role models for everybody else. Are you listening to me, church? 
Listen to this very carefully and let this hit home today. That I declare as we watch, as we listen, they shall be my witnesses or carry my name as a testimony. No matter where God is sending you, you are a testimony of God Almighty. You are a testimony of Him. You bear His name. Are you with me church? Before I mess up, before I do something, when I was in school, because my dad was a pastor, you know, uh, I have to be really, really, really careful because if I mess up, you know, of course, you know, my dad's name go down the drain too. Why? Because, you know, it is Justin Sabu. My dad's name is there. My dad is regarded as the, the pastor, the, 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 the good one, the leader. And as, as, as his son, I had to live up to the expectations. So I was really careful, really careful. I remember one day that my dad got an invitation for uh, 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 an engagement or a wedding. And then he could not go. He could not go. You know what I did? You know what I did? I dressed up like my dad. He's a young boy. I dressed up like my dad. Wore his long big suit. This didn't even fit me. I felt like David on Saul's armor. And I walked into the engagement or the wedding scene. And they were looking for Pastor Sabu to walk in. I'm like, I'm witnessing Pastor Sabu. I'm his junior. I'm witnessing Pastor Sabu. Are you with me, church? God has called us to be witnesses of his name. Carriers of his name. His name is powerful. You can't mess up with holding on to the name of Jesus. God has called us to be, uh, 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 you know, the test, bearing his testimony to Gentiles. During the season of Easter, I want to declare the message of Easter is all about that God cares for you. He loves you. He is for you. As we sing the blessing song, we've been singing that for the last three weeks. Like, he is all for you. He's for you. He's all around you. He's, uh, he's, he's surrounded you. He's on your side. So God is asking you, number two, I'm asking us just to write it down if you want or message it to somebody. God wants us to be the witnesses, carriers of his name, bear his testimony. As we look into Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, Deuteronomy chapter 31, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be in fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who will never forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes before you, with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Look at the story here. When you read through Deuteronomy, you come to the understanding of, you know, what is happening. Joshua is leading the Israelites as a young guy. Moses is about to pass out, step down. Joshua is taking over the leadership, moving forward and bringing victory and the promised land into the life of Israel. But he sees all giants. He sees the enemy nations are coming against him. And that's where the prophetic word comes into the life of Joshua. It says, be strong and courageous. And I am here to declare there is somebody out there who is wondering and who is thinking, can I be strong and courageous? Yes, my brother, you can be. You can be strong and courageous. Why? Because of the saving work of God on the cross. The saving work of Jesus on the cross means that you and me, we can be bold and courageous. Hallelujah. So when people come to accuse you, don't worry. When people come against you, don't worry. Can I tell you, if God is on your side, you are majority, don't worry. If you're all by yourself and God is with you, you are majority indeed. And if God is for us, who can be? Come on, somebody. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Do not be afraid. I'm telling you, they stood some young leaders watching me. 
Do not be afraid. People will try to put you down in every place. But that's okay. As long as you know you're standing in Christ Jesus. As long as you know who you are. As the bearer of his holy name. You know the heaven backs you up my friend. You might face the giants. You might go face them. Let you, may you face them. May you face all examinations and tests in life. But you will come out victorious. God did not keep Daniel out of the lion's den. Daniel had to go there. So that the lion will realize there's a God that Daniel serves. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God did not keep them out of the fire. They had to go in because the king will know there is a God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I am here to declare my God will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. When I was meditating on this scripture yesterday night around 3 o'clock, my friends, I was so challenged and encouraged. I've been serving God for the last 18 years time in God's word and every day single moment of my life as a young kid walking up to the stage I've seen mentors pastors leaders coming around me helping me being on my side they always told told me one thing and I remember once I was preaching at a crowd five six thousand plus people and he said you know Justin you preach there not as a kid you preach there as a pastor leading the congregation as a leader and that's why I want to declare in Jesus name the book of Deuteronomy you know it's a promise to the the, the life of Joshua be strong and courageous do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord your God goes with you how many of you know God is with you in your room right now I pray that your house will be a house that inhabits the presence of God. That you will not be ashamed to call your house the temple of the living God. Your house is the temple of the living God. Your life is and also your house is. So be careful how you deal with things inside your house. The things that you talk. The presence of the living God is in your house. Right now, right now we are in a, in a, in a few minutes. We're going to do our Holy Communion together. And I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. But during this moment, I want to encourage if you are participating in the Holy Communion with us. Remember this. Make sure the table or the place that you are going to set up the communion. Make, it, make sure that it is clean. The utensils that you are going to use, make sure it is going to be clean. God wants to honor a pure vessel. And today, it's a choice that we could make together. That as different bodies together, my home. My family will be holy and we will bear a testimony of the name of Jesus Christ. I am a Christian with a reason because Christ is in me. Christ is not out of, out of me. I'm a Christian for a reason in this generation because Christ is in me. Everything that creates impact creates opposition. Listen to this. I love this portion when I was reading a book the other day. I forgot the author, but it, 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 I loved it. So I wrote it down. I forgot to write the author down. Everything that creates impact creates opposition. Listen to this. Listen to this. How many times you have gone through places and situations where you felt opposition? Why? Because the opposition makes you understand that there is something in you that could potentially be a harm or threat to somebody else. Why is hell loosened up against you? 
Why is the demons ravaging to destroy you? Why are there groups of people trying to find fault in your life? You know why? Because there is something in you that shakes the foundations of There is something God has put in you that trembles the demonic forces. There is something in you. There is something potential in you. Listen to this. You can write it down. Everything that creates impact creates opposition. I'm thankful for an amazing worship team that we have this morning. When they were leading that powerful time of prayer and worship, entire team, I believe they were creating an impact. And when that happened, don't take any services for lightly. Even while we do this online service, I don't want to do it to create an atmosphere in the online experience, but then it is a service even in this building. The reason I share this is because we need to take the things of God very importantly. Very, we need to value it. Why do I share that? Because it is, the, it, is the, it is the things that create impact will always have opposition. Hell is not happy that you are doing an online service. You know what I will tell you? In the last couple of weeks, our church helped out nearly 12 to 13 churches to set up their live stream media. I am so fired out by the talented people that I have. I'm so happy about the group that is around and to, to, to take forward the mission of Jesus Christ in around the world. Are you with me church? Everything, everything that creates impact. So I want to look into your life, right into your eye, bullseye right now. Let you know that you are designed to create an impact in this world. And I declare you are created by the almighty God to create an impact in your surrounding, in your family, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your school, in your workspace. You are anointed for that and the power of darkness cannot overcome it. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Luke chapter 24 is where I want to camp. As I bring your attention to words, and I started our sermon title as God is for you. Luke chapter 24, verse 28 and 29. Luke chapter 24, verse 28 and 29. Verse 28 says, And they approached the village to which they were going. Jesus continued on as if they were going farther. So Jesus was kind of tricking them. He was tricking them because these guys wanted to go to a village. And Jesus was just wanted to go with them, but he was just playing them. He was just playing with them, messing with them. How many of you have ever felt in your life that, you know what, in this moment and situation, I wish I had heard Jesus, but you know, you know that he's around you, but you can't hear him at all. Sometimes he's developing you in those moments of silence that you don't know what is going to happen. Sometimes he's, he's allowing your patience to be tested. Sometimes God will not talk to you when you need you need him the most. Does not mean he's mute. He will. Listen to this. As they approached the village to which they were going. I am fired up for this message today. I'm excited. Listen to this. As they approached the village to which they were going. Jesus continued on as if they, he was going farther. As if he was going farther. Verse 29. But they urged him. Who? The people. The disciples. or The, the, the followers urged him to strongly, urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. That was not the plan. 
the disciples when they started walking the seven mile journey to Emmaus they had no clue that that particular day they would be facing and walking with the risen Messiah one of the dudes in that two friends is um, Cleopas I would like to call him Cleo Mr. Cleo and his friend is walking down this lonely road, a seven mile journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus where they want to go back, hang up their business, start up something new, start something fresh or dig back what they were doing before they met with Jesus and go back into the same old addictions of life because they have lost their Messiah, their follower, their, their guru, their leader, they lost him. They walked with Jesus for three and a half years, saw miracles, ate with Jesus, celebrated with Jesus. In other words, they partied around with Jesus. But what happened? Their leader is dead. They have lost their hope. When the leader, the source of life is gone, their life is messed up. They are back in square, back to square one. They're, they're lonely and they're depressed and they're talking to themselves and they're talking to themselves about all the things that is happening around and now they're walking on a lonely seven mile journey to Emmaus. But the promise of God was there for them to stay back in Jerusalem. They're going back even after hearing from the, the ladies who witnessed Jesus that he, was, he rose up again. Even after witnessing from their fellow disciples, from their disciples, that Jesus rose up. They could not believe. They could not understand. How can this happen? How can Jesus come back again to life? He was dead. We buried him. He's dead and gone. There's no hope in Jesus again. And that's where you got to know. That's where Jesus comes down with them. And tells them, you know what, nearly evening as he is going farther, they urge him to stay with him. And for, um, let me read that verse. But they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with him. Listen to this church. Number one here, they understood their day is coming to an end. In that moment they understood in this dawning light all hope that we have is through Jesus. They just urged him. They just urged him. Why don't you stay with us? That lonely road is not good. Let us stay here for some time. And what I love about that portion is when you read through that book, uh, Luke chapter 24 and through the scriptures there you understand. Jesus, Jesus went with them into the room. Jesus went with them into the room and he took the bread and he broke it. The moment he took the bread and he broke it. Listen to this what happens. When the moment he took the bread and he broke it. Bible says, and their eyes were opened. And their eyes were, why, when did it happen? When Jesus took the bread and he broke it, it says their eyes were opened. So I'm here to help our church understand here is that you never know God is all you need until God is all you have. Listen to this church. You never know, you never, come on somebody. You never know, you never know. 
You never know. God is all you need until God is all you have. So today, you might be in a place where God is all you need and God is all you have. Recognize, recognize. God is for you. He's not against you. He's not mad at you. He loves you. He is for you. He's on your side. He smiles over you. You might have done wrong. You would have messed up. But you know what? As a good father walks at the door, throws out his hand wide open, and he's welcoming you. He's like, run to me, son. Run to me, daughter. I am here. Let your eyes be open when you see the broken body of Jesus Christ today. The story of resurrection is the brokenness of Jesus unites the body of Christ. Are you with me, church? Are you with me? Listen to this. I have another portion to mention it. You never know. God is all you need until God is all you have. Towards the end, I want to conclude after this. And we are going to go into a time of Holy Communion. And during this time, our worship team is going to help us. But as we do this, I want you, all of you to know. If God said it, listen to this. If, let me, if God said it, it is settled. If God said it, it is settled. And there is absolutely no reason for you to doubt. If God said it, He settles it. If God has said it, He settles it. And there is no absolute reason for you to doubt it. Has God made some promises on your side? I want to declare He is for you. On your lonely road to Emmaus, He's not going to leave you. He's all on your side. He is on your side. Church, I'm going to transition slowly into Holy Communion. While, while I do that, while I do that, I want to encourage each one of you to understand this very important part here. The very important part here is that the saving grace of Jesus Christ is so powerful and important. Listen to this very carefully. When Jesus broke the bread, it opened their eyes. Look at the simple posture of your life right now. The brokenness of Jesus' body should unite each one of us today. Our church worldwide is divided. Denominations are fighting against each other. Churches are fighting and competing against each other. Where in the Bible did God tell you to compete against others? Where in the Bible God has asked you to do so? Bible calls us, we need to be united today. And I'm calling out every single one of you guys who's listening to me. Do not spearhead the movement of division. If you divide, he will curse you. But let us all stand together to be united. Because his broken body was mainly to unite each one of us. His broken body, church. His broken body was mainly to unite each one of us. And Bible says, Bible says, listen, Bible says, body broken, the bread was broken, and it united, and it united. The, 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 the body of Jesus was broken on the cross. Blood started oozing out. Why? It shows the redemption of Jesus Christ. Church, um, I'm requesting, I'm requesting, that each one of you right now maintain a very holy posture in your household. 
as my team sets up my table here for Holy Communion, um, I want to ask you guys also, no matter where you are in your house, please maintain a spiritual atmosphere right now. Because the table, as we participate from the Holy Table, it's no joke. It's a serious matter. You're doing it in remembrance of our Savior. And as we get to do this church, understand the value of it. Understand why we are doing it. Understand the reason why we get to do this is because, 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 because Christ paid His price so that you and me can be united together. Today on our, in our church, we have families from Africa. We have families from Pakistan. We have families from Tamil Nadu and different parts of India. I am thankful for all of these families. I am, I, am, I am thankful for these families. I am thankful for these families joining us from different places. Listen to this very carefully, church. Listen to this very carefully. Uh, a Malayali brother, a Tamil brother, a Telugu, you know, uh, an African, uh, a Pakistani, an, an Asian brother, you know, an Ethiopian brother, from somebody from, um, uh, you know, Indonesia. We're all united together. How are we united together? Because of the price Christ has paid on the cross. Um, his body was broken into a million pieces so that the divided church can stand united against the schemes of the evil one. Requesting you pay real attention as we do the Holy Communion. Pay real attention as we do the Holy Communion. As we do the Holy Communion. As you could see, as you could see, I have the grape juice, I have the bread here. It's a different little different setting that what we usually do in our church. A different setting. The trays and the plates are a little different. But as you are doing this in your home houses, make sure you get a very clean table. Your family sitting around. And I encourage you, if you want to kneel down, you can. You want to lift your hands up, you can. But you know what? I'm going to read that scripture before I jump into this and help you understand the importance of why we are doing it. And I read usually from 1 Corinthians. But as I ended my words today from the book of Luke chapter 24, when he broke the bread, it opened their eyes. They saw the redeeming glory of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, gave thanks, and he broke it. said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. In our church, listen to this church. In our church, because there are families watching from different places and you're all participating with us on Holy Communion today from your homes. Welcome you to do that. And as we participate in the Holy Communion table today, I want to let you know, that every month in our church we do this monthly once and we've never done an online communion before this this is the first time and only we're doing we're doing this only because of the ongoing situation that everybody knows of the lockdown and situations being placed and people are displaced in different homes they cannot come out to a building like this 
But I wanted to make sure that we are still participating in the Lord's table because no matter where you are divided in different fragments and homes across DFW, Dallas Metroplex, or you might be around the world, wherever you are, the body of Christ is the symbol of unity. It unites the brethren together. It unites the body of believers. So no matter where you are, I'm encouraging you. This is why we are doing it. We're only doing it this time because of the ongoing situation. And we will continue to do this every month as long as there is, a, there is going to be a lockdown around. Because we believe the body of Christ unites us together. And we want to treat our online service, not just an service that you're experiencing it, the production and everything. This is an online church. We are members from different parts of the world who are part of our church family who contribute here part of the spiritual DNA of Zion Church. So I want to welcome all of you sister churches and families around who are joining us today as we participate in the Lord's table. But listen to this. The Bible helps us to understand in verse 26. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes back. Verse 27, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ and eat and drink judgment on themselves. What am I sharing here? Examine yourself. I know it's been a season of lockdown and maybe your spiritual DNA has been a little bit lower. Examine ourselves. End of the day, it's between you and God. It has been in you and God. Examine yourself. Lord, your blood, your body that was broken, your life that was given so that I'll be saved. I can smile today because he took the shame and pain he was broken. I am healed. He united my family because he was broken. He went through rejection so that I may be accepted. By his wounds, I am healed and I proclaim. As a word helps us to understand, if you take participate in the Lord's table in a worthy manner, it brings healing and blessings in your life. Do this in the reverence and respect of it. Not just because we want to do it. Some, I'm sure I gave you enough time to prepare your table. I'm sure I gave you enough time to prepare your elements. And as I'm going to ask my team if my mic is working so that I can get off my handheld. Is my level okay? And as we continue to do so, I'm going to encourage our church. Let's look into that portion once again, church. It says, you can hold it for me, come here. This is Christian, my dear friend, who's helping me with. For I received from the Lord and I also passed on to you the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed. Took the bread. When he had given thanks, he, he broke it. I'm going to set it up for you. This is grape juice. I'm going to set it up here. I 
hope we, we get the spiritual value of what we're doing here. And it said, and when he had given things, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. I'm going to break it after I pray, okay? In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. So family, head of the households, if you're watching this individually and you're participating today on our Holy Communion with us live, no matter where we are, I'm praying that spiritually we are united together and the presence of God is uniting us more than any other day. I believe it in the name of Jesus. After he had done, I'm going to pray for the elements together and after that, I'm going to break the bread and I'm going to participate today from it and also pour this cup into a smaller cup so that um, we participated together as one family. Father God, I thank you so much for the undivided presence of yours that unites the body of Christ across DFW and around the world today. I ask the Lord that you will bless it. Father God, a church that is united, I pray, will be divided, will be united together. Which is up against each other all the time. I pray God they will sense the value of what you paid on the cross that your body was broken so that it will unite us. Thank you God for the greatest sacrifice. Thank you for your doing. Help us O Lord as each individual as we examine ourselves. As each of us O Lord as we participate in the Lord's table. Your words help us to understand we do it proclaiming the Lord's death until the return of our King. In Jesus' matchless name I pray. Amen. The night that Jesus was betrayed, He took the bread in His hand and He broke it. This broken body of Jesus. Also, like usually, I make an announcement here. People who are born again, baptized, accepted Christ as their personal Savior, have examined themselves, can participate in the Lord's table wherever you are. Broken fragments of Jesus' body. But I also want to make this announcement because a lot of you guys are watching us online. After I pray, this does not change. It does not change to anything. It does not become flesh. This does not become blood. I'm just praying over it. Because as we pray, we're putting our trust and belief after examining ourselves onto our Savior. Likewise, the night that Jesus was betrayed, after he passed on the bread, he took the cup in his hands and he passed around. And the reason why I made sure that this cup overflows is because you have to understand, you have to understand, the blood of Jesus is priceless valuable and is overflowing because there are many others who are yet to find the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Head of the households, my friends, uh, Danny and Christian will be leading us in a time of praise and worship during this time and moment. But when they do so, y'all can take participation, participate with us with the Holy Communion. And while they are going to sing, I'm going to participate in that Lord's table here. My team will participate after that. We're going to do this together as a body of believers coming together, exercising our faith 
prophesying and declaring our faith on our Savior's name. He's a soon coming King. He's a Maranatha. We trust, we believe in Him. I'm asking our head of the households to pray and to lead your families into a time of Holy Communion. If you're watching us all by yourself, now is the time that you can participate as Danny and Christian. Our worship team is going to help us with a song uh, to meditate together and worship Him. God bless you guys. God bless you.
as we gather together in God's house I hope you we have taken part in the Lord's table and like every time I minister to my congregation from the Lord's table I also point them towards the excess loaf of bread and the extra juice that I have in the cup listen to this it simply denotes that there are many still out in the world who have not yet heard the saving grace of Jesus Christ it is our responsibility to bring them and unite them together in the body of Christ in the body of Christ table is already set God has placed a chair for you his broken body and his blood is placed so that as we participate from this we denote our unity in Christ Jesus but at the same time listen to this at the same time the excess always denotes one thing there are still many out there in our world let's be a missional church let's be a missional family let's be a missional individual in your schools and colleges, in your workspaces, there are many others who needs to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. There are many others who should come to participate from the Lord's table. And we get to do this as a proclamation that our Jesus is coming back again. It's a remembrance of what He did and it is also reminding us that He's going to come back again. Two things. It is a remembrance of what he did and it is reminding us that Jesus is going to come back again. I started off this morning with our message, God is for you. Holy Communion helps us understand this God has never left us, will never forsake us. He is for us. As a body of believers, it's our joy to come together and participate in the Lord's table because this body unites us. His sacrifice unites us. So I declare in Jesus' name, no matter what you're going through in life situation, you are divided, life will be united. Your divided family will be united. Your divided church will be united. Your divided ministry will be united. Whatever God has asked us to ask you to do, and you see there is division creeping in, I curse that, I bind that force in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just listen to this. I pray that you will go out and bring more people into the saving grace. There is still something in you that you have not tapped into that will shake the demonic world outside. 
the grace is over your life is shaking systems around the love of god in your life the anointing in your life is going to break open some yokes generational curses in jesus name i declare